It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Got a sign. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We're so glad that you've chosen to join us, as I know there are a lot of options on your radio dial for good, solid uh, Bible study and worship and music, and glad you're tuned in. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live. It's the show where we invite you to call, and let's talk about what's on your heart. Let's pray about what's going on in your life. Uh, you're listening in on Grace FM throughout Colorado and Wyoming. And if you are brand new to Calvary Live, listening in on the Hope FM network, welcome. We're so glad and so blessed. What a privilege to be on the Hope FM network. Calvary Live is now heard in New Jersey, in Pennsylvania, and in Maryland. So welcome aboard. Uh, This is the show where we take your calls and questions You can call us to be on the air. The number for that is 303-690-3000. And then you can also text us a question because if there are, or a prayer request, and because if there's some lull time with waiting for calls or processing the calls, then we'll go to our text. So if you're in a safe place, text us. It's a different number and it's for texting only. It's 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven. It is the first program that I get to host in 2017. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado, and we are blessed where the the show originates in Colorado on the Grace FM radio network, which is basically made up of two stations right now. One that reaches all throughout the metro area of Denver, up into Cheyenne, Wyoming, and another station that reaches down into Colorado Springs to the border of Pueblo, uh, Pueblo West. So we're just so blessed uh, that you would choose to join us today. Please do call 303-690-3000. That's the number to get online. It works in any state. Even if you're listening online or on your app today, you have a question, you have something on your heart, on your mind, 303-690-3000. And then the texting line is 720-336-0897. That's for texting only. And of course, we want you to be in a safe place, not texting and driving for sure. Well, we got a lot going on in the world today. Uh, so much that is uh, so difficult and so hard and so confusing and so chaotic. Uh, whether it is in the political scene, whether it's in the church scene, uh, whether it's in your own personal life, where sometimes I think we forget that we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. We don't live in a perfect world. We live in a fallen world that God has sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into this fallen world to save us, to rescue us, to bring order into chaos, but, but, he, but that complete order is not here yet, uh, because when Jesus came in his first coming, he came as a, as a savior, not as a conqueror. And he came to conquer the hearts of people, not to conquer the world. But he's coming again. And the Bible says that 
He is coming again, and the second time he returns, he's returning as a conquering king. First time he came as a suffering servant, this next time he's coming as a conquering king, where he will rule and reign over the earth, in the new heaven and the new earth. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, or text me at the dedicated text line. You might want to, especially those of you guys tuning in on the Hope FM network, uh, you might want to put these into your phone. It'll make it much easier. Uh, put in the Calvary Live live on the air number, 303-690-3000, or put in Calvary Live text number, 720-336-0897. While we wait for the phone lines to fill, let's go to today's edition of a devotional book that God has used in a tremendous way in my life in the last three and a half years. It's by Charles Spurgeon, uh, and the the devotional is entitled Beside Still Waters. Beside Still Waters, it's words of comfort for the soul. Today's entry is in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, which says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And the name of the devotional is The Lord Who Heals You. This is by Charles Spurgeon, and I'm going to begin it. Quote, Some saints are called to bear great physical pain. To them, I recommend from practical experience the power of faith in God during acute agony. This is the sweetest support in the presence of an impending operation. How grim those surgeons' scalpels seem. I knew a patient once, I still know her, who after the scalpel had been used on her, filled the doctor's case of instruments with roses. God alone can help you fill with roses that grim memory of danger and suffering. How sweet to feel that if God has sent diseases to your home, he has made them a chariot in which blessings have been brought to you. Do not go to wine for comfort in the hour of depression. Above all things, dread the intoxicating cup in all its forms. You need not even appeal to friends for consolation. What do they know about your inner sorrow? These are seas of suffering that the sufferer must navigate alone. No other sail is in sight. Scan the horizon and nothing is seen but wave after wave. Now is your hour for faith in the great Lord who holds even lonely seas in the hollow of his hand, Isaiah 40, verse 12. He knows your poor body and he permits it to be frail. He permits your heart to tremble because he will glorify himself in his tenderness to your weakness. He will make you strong. Jehovah Rapha is his name, the Lord who heals you. Give yourself to him and you, and you will yet sing of his loving kindness and tender mercies. Ha, huh. man, this Devo, Devo book has been such an encouragement. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's move on to line number three. Is, I think it's Teria? Teria, yes. Teria, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, so I was wondering if I can get some prayer, and I also have another question. Okay. Um, so I was watching the show um, 
it's a series called Once Upon a Time. Have you heard of it? I have heard of that. Okay, so I was watching it, and um, it just has a lot. You know, it's about fairy tales, and I thought it was going to be really cool, and it is really cool, actually. But uh-huh. in the second season, there's, like, a lot of other stuff in it, like, just a lot of, um, I don't know, witchery and stuff. Yes. And I don't know if it's possible for that to, like, open a door for attack or not. Do you think that it is or it's not? Am I just making that up? No, I, I think presenting ourselves to witchcraft, even make-believe witchcraft, can, not for everyone, but certainly can open a door for demonic oppression or can put things in your mind. I noticed that part of your prayer request was these weird things and these dreams that are going on. And, and it, you know, certainly turning our attention to worldly things can stumble different people at different stages. Uh, and I've seen the show. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I'm not a big fan of it because I can't figure it out. You know how they go keep going back and forth and, uh, and all that weirdness. And, and, you know, we, we're mature enough to, to see that it's make believe. We're mature enough to understand that it is, um, you know, it's a simple make believe fictional type of, of scenario, but not everyone can handle that. And Mm -hmm. not everyone can handle even seeing fictional depictions of, of sorcery or, you know, weird spells. Or I, I, I remember walking through and noticing one time where the gal sticks her hand into someone's chest and pulls her heart out. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't bloody, you know, and it wasn't a real, it didn't look like a real heart, but just things like that, that if you're in a season of, uh, in your life where, you know, you want to fix your mind on things above, um, the Bible says that, that we really need to guard and protect our minds and renew our minds and wash our minds. And, and so the answer is yes. It can, not to everyone, but to many people, it definitely can plant things in your mind that would open the door for the enemy to attack you. He's not going to take control over you. You know, he's not going to possess you as a believer. But man, if we open our minds to things that are going to hurt or harm us or undermine our faith or believe lies um, or or be open to lies, we have to be very careful in that area. So... I've been having some really crazy dreams, and it's like every night, and they're extremely inappropriate. And it's crazy because I don't think like that. Like on a right. daily basis, I'm, I'm not thinking about that. I'm very, I read the Bible every day. I, I mean, I'm still human, of course. Sometimes a thought will enter my mind, and I'll get rid of it right away and ask for forgiveness. But these dreams are kind of—they're bothering me. They're weird. Well, listen to this. Listen to this little paragraph that a friend of mine wrote. Her name is Maureen Schaefer. She's a pastor's wife uh, of a friend of mine, and and I just reposted this on my Facebook wall. So let me read it to you. It says, "The enemy often uses temptation to bring torment, and if you're having tormenting thoughts or dreams, consider whether or not we are fighting temptation, but rather giving place to the devil in our lives. You know, consider whether we are not fighting temptation." in other areas of our lives, and giving place to the devil. And she says, sexual sin in particular seems to be bring vicious emotional and spiritual torment. Let us have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness and be freed from unnecessary torment. Let us rather enjoy the peace that comes from consistent choices that align with our God's standard of righteousness. She says, let us cast off the works of darkness, Romans thirteen twelve. 
And I just thought that was an interesting perspective, um, yeah. how how careful we need to be. Uh, and you're you're on the right track. It may not be this particular show in you know specifically that's opening up your mind, um, but but maybe maybe the Lord is really revealing something else to you that you need to put your um, you need to put your your guard up. You know, you need to put your strength up. You need to um, follow through. I, I like this in. Uh, in Philippians, where it's one of those um, powerful passages in chapter 4, verse 6. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, lovely, good report, meditate on these things. I like that one. It's really good. It's 4, 6 through 9. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. I um, like. I think it was about three, well, no, maybe two years ago or something, I decided to wait. And um, I'm a single mom, but... So I'm raising my kids, but I decided to wait until God put somebody in my life for me to be in a relationship with or for me to date, which it hasn't happened yet. I mean, people will come into my life and then I, he, I quickly find out that this is not the one, which is, is fine because I don't want distraction, you know? Um, so I've been single for a while and just focusing on my kids, focusing on my relationship with God, because when he does put that person in my life, I, I just, I want to have a solid relationship with God. Right. So that it won't, it won't pull me away or distract me or anything like that. So when I first started having the dreams, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm having the dreams because I feel a little bit lonely, you know, like the weather is getting kind of cold and, just yeah. like maybe it's loneliness, but then it just kept happening and happening. And I, I, I would wake up in the morning and actually pray for forgiveness for what I dreamed about, even though I didn't mean to dream it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, that's okay. I think that's a, that's a really good thing to do to come clean before the Lord, even though, you know, your intent, I mean, cause we don't even know our own hearts and mm-hmm. that sensitivity that you have just really saying to the Lord, I don't want this in my life. I, I don't, I, I didn't ask for this. I mean, it happened while I was asleep, Lord, but please cleanse my mind and cleanse my heart that whatever the motives are, wherever it's coming from, and you're just kind of admitting to the Lord that uh, you belong to him, and you're admitting that, man, even your own heart's deceiving you. You know, your own mind is deceiving you. You're, you're sleeping, for goodness sake. Uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be the time uh, that, that you have set aside to really seek the Lord, and... Um, one of the things you can do as well that will be really helpful when you're praying that way is also ask the Lord to give you a good dreams. And maybe um, I did this with the, my kids a long time ago, and I do it myself. That um, I put, I I I put um, music on with you know a little earbud. I put worship music, or I like listening to Pastor Chuck or Bible studies. That um, that's how I go to sleep. So the last thing that I hear in my mind uh, is is something that is reflective of the Lord. Uh, and even if, and the kids I used to play, um, you know, they're old enough to make their own decisions now, but when they were younger, I would put a little CD player in their room and I would just have at a low level worship music floating through their room. 
um, prayerfully ministering to their subconscious uh, to protect their dreams, you know, and protect their heads by by keep creating an atmosphere of worship even while my kids are sleeping. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. That's with what we kids. do at the church too. You know, at the church we have all these speakers around the building and and even outdoors, and we play worship music 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, just so that our the atmosphere of the property is one of worshiping the Lord. So we know, you know, we know people do a lot of stuff on our parking lot at night. You know, people use it uh, for all sorts of things, things that they probably shouldn't be into. And people walk across our property and, and we just have worship music playing constantly just to dedicate that piece of land and whoever's on it to the ways of the Lord. It's, it's a powerful thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that in my house. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. What can I pray for you? Yes. Please do. Mm. Lord, I pray for my sister as she has these these weird dreams, God, these weird things happening in her mind and and just so sensitive to you, Lord, that she might when she wakes up in the morning, she wants to be clean before you. Even though she has no control over her dreams, she has uh she wants to to find herself before you strong. She wants to find herself before you um, established and rooted in her faith. And I also pray for her singleness, God. It's not an easy thing, especially as a single mom. And and she doesn't want just anybody. She doesn't want just something that would, would get rid of her loneliness, but she wants your choice. A man that loves you more than he loves her. A man who is going to be the spiritual head and leader of the home. A man who's devoted and dedicated uh, not to relationships and not to doing things backwards and doing things with compromise, but a man like David that's after your own heart. And so we just pray for him. He's alive right now somewhere. Uh, he, it's not like he's not born yet, God. He's around somewhere, and I pray that you'd prepare him. I pray that you would establish him and that it just in your perfect timing that you keep my sister strong while she waits for you to do a work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Good prayer. I loved it. All right, sister. Keep keep in touch. Call us back. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We are, you're listening to Calvary Live. You're either listening online or on our app, or you're listening on, that's the Grace FM network here in Colorado and Wyoming, or you're listening now brand new. We just started airing on Hope FM, so everyone listening on the East Coast, welcome. We are so blessed and honored to have you as a part of our day. So that means if you're listening in Wyoming or Colorado, if you're listening in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Maryland, or really anywhere around the world, because you can connect with us via our app. You might be on iHeartRadio. You might be on the Grace FM app. You might be on the Calvary Aurora app. And many other churches have included Grace FM. Welcome. Welcome. We are so glad. Uh, this show originates from Aurora, Colorado, as an outreach of Calvary Chapel Aurora, and we are glad that you have joined us. My name is Ed Taylor, and I'm the pastor here at Calvary Aurora, uh, and I'm so blessed to be a part of it. And of course, those of you that are listening in day by day, you realize that different pastors host on Calvary Live. So on Tuesdays is Pastor Jeff Figs. He's the pastor up in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, I have the privilege of hosting on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. And then on Fridays, Pastor Eric Cartier, he's the pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So 
We're going to be adding a Monday host here very soon. Pastor Nate Morris is going to be hosting on Mondays coming up in a few weeks. We don't have a start date yet, but we will get it. And he's the pastor of Calvary um, of a Calvary in Lakewood, Colorado. Man, why am I missing out? Calvary Belmar. I couldn't remember the name. Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. So if you're joining us from the East Coast, you can call the show. Uh, so use the number. We, You know it's airing a week later, so you can't listen to your question on the air while you're saying it, but it will air uh, next week. Uh, as you're calling in today, it will air next week. And uh, so we're take it. The, the phone number works around the country, 303-690-3000. And you can text us if you're in a safe place uh, because when we don't have calls, we go to our text line, 720-336-0897. But lines are full. We're going to go to right to line two is Raleigh. Raleigh, welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you're welcome. Uh, I have a prayer request today. Um, okay. I have a very close friend of mine um, who I've uh, been friends with him for a long time, and um, I was friends with him uh, before I was a believer, um, uh, kind of through my conversion. Um, and uh, I, I, I use every opportunity appropriately that I can to share my faith with him. Um, and lately he's been asking a lot of questions and, um, and, uh, through a course of a number of events, he is going to be, um, going to, uh, Calvary in Castle Rock tonight. Okay. Um, Great. It's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. And I, uh, uh, I'm just, I want to pray that he has, you know, of course, I'd like to pray for something miraculous to happen, but I, you know, I'd like to pray for him to have an experience tonight that keeps him wanting to come back and keeps him asking questions. Yes. Um, because I feel like um, he, well, certainly needs it. He's, uh, I think he's kind of really on that fence of, of really becoming a believer, and I think he'd be a powerful force um, for the Lord uh, if he you know, if he was sold out, but I just, I want it for him for lots of reasons. And, uh, I just would like to pray about that today. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to join you in that prayer, but I'm going to add, I'm going to pray that his visit tonight will be the time. I'm going to pray that his visit tonight and through the teaching of God's word and the atmosphere of worship there, uh, God used, has used pastor Dave love and his team in a variety of ways in the many years he's been in the Metro area here. And I know he gives forth the word with, uh, with a solid, uh, connection to the truth and with love. So I'm going to pray for his salvation tonight and Perfect. and that the questions that he asks are about salvation. Uh, so let's pray. Great. God, I, I pray for Raleigh's friend as he has uh, gotten to a place in his life where he's ready. Um, he's ready. Um, he's ready to visit a church, which is a huge step for him. And... I pray this visit to Calvary Castle Rock would be would lead to salvation, God, that the questions that he walks in with, that supernaturally he would have things on his heart that would be taught right from the pulpit tonight. Like tonight is that supernatural appointment that you have. Your word says today is the day of salvation. It's not tomorrow or yesterday, but today. And we just pray that into his life. And all the seeds that Raleigh's been planting, 
all the watering that's being done, that tonight would be the time of tonight would be the time of increase and salvation. And so, Lord, go before them and, and establish whoever's teaching now at Calvary Castle Rock, whoever's going to be there, um, whoever's going to be leading worship, whoever's going to be greeting at the door, whoever's going to be in the parking lot, whatever it might be, Lord, that they would just be a sense of your presence and your love through your people in this important appointment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, lo- love the show, um, and uh, I-, I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We're coming up on the break. Now we have enough time. Let's go ahead and take the next caller is... Pamela, Pamela, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Um, hi, I have uh, a question. Uh, my niece and most of my siblings um, believe in psychics. And okay. so I was just uh, got a message from her today saying that, you know, she found out why psychics exist. One as, uh, reason is that they have the power to bring unsaved people uh, people who have passed on to Jesus, to salvation, and the other is to cast them into hell if they are sinners. So my question to you is how can I minister to her um, about, I mean, I have the scriptures about the psychics, but um, I don't, how can I explain to her where do people go when they die if they are not saved? Well, there's a lot that, there's a lot of the Bible has to do with salvation. Remember from the very beginning, Jesus talked about two ways. He said, he said that there's a narrow way and a wide gate Mm -hmm. and the narrow path leads to life. And the wide gate where many people are following leads to death. And Jesus spoke about hell far more than, than many people believe that he talked about hell and hell is real and heaven is real. And Jesus himself sets up the standard. He says that in John 14, six, he says that I am the way the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And another interesting passage um, is in, found in Hebrews when it comes to what happens after we die. Um, okay. it's, I'm gonna, I was going to quote it to you, but I want to read it to you. It's a, it says, it's appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment. Um, there's no second chances after death. There's no purgatory. There's no second right. chances. There's no way that a, a psychic has any control okay. over the souls of those that have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person either goes, the Bible says that when a believer in Jesus Christ dies, when he dies, it says to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and the Bible speaks of those that are apart from Jesus, that, that have rejected them their whole life, will receive what they requested and how they lived, and they'll spend right. eternity separate from God. Uh, and and so how would I how would I minister to them? Well, I would... We, we've got to get back to some kind of standard. And mm-hmm. you know what the standard is. God, as our creator, right. he yeah. gave us the standard. It's, it's the word of God. And, mm-hmm. right. and so right. part of what I would do is say, well, where did you learn that from? And where did you get that from? So that she can yeah, establish. I did, I did ask her that. I haven't respo- re- uh, received a message back. But they, she believes that the, in ghosts, you know, she sees ghosts, her mom sees ghosts. So they think that these people that have passed on and not gone to heaven are the people that are not saved. And they're just well, running 
Go ahead. Let's pull. Let's let's put. Let's go on hold because we're coming up on the break. Because okay. Okay. I, I think what they're seeing, you know, they're seeing what they're seeing is is ghosts or um, even the the work of a psychic is demonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we take the approach of saying, well, you don't see that at all, I really do think they're seeing what they're seeing. I just I think they're too. coming to the wrong conclusion. So let's right. talk a little bit about that after the break, okay? So I'm okay. going to put you back on right. hold, Thank you. and we'll pick up at the beginning of the program. Hey, welcome to Calvary Live, especially everyone listening in on the Hope FM network. Calvary Live airs on Hope FM on the East Coast, New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and in Grace FM, it's where it originates, here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Fort Collins, Greeley, all the way down Denver, Colorado Springs. Welcome. We'll be right back. Going to take a real quick breather and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. I know for those of you that have been listening in on Colorado all these years, you're wondering why I keep mentioning the state, and that's because we just expanded uh, We just expanded. Uh, the reach of Calvary Live into a new series of radio stations on the East Coast. So we just want to keep uh, acknowledging them and welcoming them, especially over the months as it takes a little while for an audience to build, but I know they will. So if you're listening on Philadelphia, uh, in that area, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Baltimore, welcome guys, welcome. I know there's a bunch of station IDs and I know there's a bunch of station translators. I, I don't know them. But uh, whatever station you're listening in, whether you're here in Colorado, Wyoming, you're on the air, you're listening to the app, uh, on online, wherever you might be, welcome, welcome. This, this program, Calvary Live, originates from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado, and we are blessed to have you with us. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. This is the show where you call us. We talk about things that are on your heart. We pray together. Uh, it, it's not it's not a Bible answer man type of show, but rather a ministry show, and it's going to involve Bible answers, and we're going to search the scriptures together. But it's more along the lines of equipping and ministry and pastoral care and development, and and yeah, there's going to be Bible questions. We're not not opposed to that, but it's not just a Bible question show. It's really our opportunity to spend some time with different pastors, uh, talking about the things of the Lord, answering questions that are heavy on your heart praying with you, encouraging you in the things of the Lord. 303-690-3000. Then, if you want to text us, there's a dedicated text line, and it's for text only, 720-336-0897. So we had a great call before the break. We're going to get back to it uh, for the second part of the question. That's ministering to someone that believes in psychics. Uh, We've already talked about, if you're just joining us, for the second half of the program, you're just heading heading home right now, and uh, we already talked about having the Bible as the authority uh, and making sure that we're bringing people back to what it says. But then, how do we how do we then talk to them and see if we can't plant some seeds of truth? So, welcome back, Pamela. Thank you, Pastor Ed. And you know, the reality of what I mentioned is when people say they see things and attribute it to being ghosts or uh, you know a psychic. You know, psychics. 
Um, th- there can be demonic activity with, with those that claim to be psychics, for sure. But most of the time, it's just mind games. Most of the time, it's just a really good manipulator that can lead you on and, and say, okay, I'm getting something. Uh, I think right. it's a relative. Yeah. Yes, it's a relative. Right. How did yeah. you know? How did you know it was my aunt? Yes, yes, it's your aunt. <laughs> and, exactly. and your aunt's name is uh, yeah, Mabel, Mabel. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and they're very skilled at that. Uh, and can play off the emotions and the body language. People are really can get really skilled at that. And and sometimes it downright is demonic. Um, the reason why I believe it's demonic is because the Bible says, um, let me get back to it, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 18 to stay away from these people. Um, stay away from um, people that practice divination or tell fortunes or interpret omens or a sorcerer or charmer or a medium or a necromancer one who inquires of the dead. Deuteronomy chapter 18 says, stay away from them. Uh, and okay. so there is some kind of uh, demonic influence in some of them. And, right. you know, the Second Corinthians chapter 11 uh, says the same thing, that even though, they're, they're, um, even though they have this appearance of a speck or a dot or something, the Bible says that the devil himself disguises himself as an angel of light. Right, yeah. Right. And, and I did share a lot of that with them, with her. Um, so I guess my question to you would be, um, so the peop- when we die, if we're not saved, I know the Bible tells us to be, you know, away from the body, to be present with the Lord. Um, yes. But when unbelievers die, do they go directly to hell waiting, awaiting judgment? They do. Uh, the Bible okay. gives us insight into eternity. Jesus actually gives us insight into eternity when he tells of to, tells us of the true story of Lazarus, of Lazarus. and the rich yeah. man, okay. and oh, they go to right. a, yeah. we we commonly use hell to describe all of eternity uh, apart from God, and it's okay. I, I have no problem with it, but technically hell is temporary uh, because mm-hmm. at the end of Revelation, you know, death in Hades is going to be thrown in forever into the lake of fire, or Gehenna, uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 an eternity is separate from God. So what we refer, we refer to somebody going to hell, and it's true, but hell is just temporary. It's a temporary holding place of separation okay. from God for the final judgment. Um, okay, I and, wanted to just be clear on that when I <laughs> bring this up with her. So, Well, if you'd like, you can email me. I can send you a couple of articles. Uh, okay. Or you can go You can go to directly to gotquestions.org. Yes, I have that up right now, and I have shared some things with her, and uh, I, I uh, just needed a little refresher course on on hell, you know, like right now, like if I, if the unbeliever dies, do they go directly to hell? And the answer is yes. So. Yeah, and email me, uh, email me anyway, Pastor Ed at CalvaryAurora.org, okay. because I've got okay. a great article by Norm Geisler on okay. on the topic of hell, why hell has to exist, where is hell, what is hell. I took some notes on a Bible study, and I'd lo- I, I would have no problem emailing that to you. Okay, perfect, yes. And you did a great job, uh, I think it was First Samuel, um, last year going through it, you know, talking about, you know, the psychics and mediums, how we're supposed to stay away from them. So I'm yes. going to share that with her as well. So and, and here's how, and here's the approach that I would take, you know, I would, there, in my mind, when I have these kind of conversations, um, I think there's two ways I can have the conversation. I can have it one, sometimes I have to have a conversation where I'm face to face and I've got to be mm-hmm. really strong and I've got to be really resistant, you know, and I've got to be really stern. But most of the time, I don't, This and this one is one of them, this isn't a face-to-face conversation in that sense. Like, 
but rather I picture myself putting my arm around my friend and walking with them. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would say, wow, that's an interesting view, you know, that psychics bring up the dead and they can, where did you get that from? And then they'll give the answer. And, and, and if they have any semblance of trusting the Bible, you would come back and say, but that, that's, that's so different than what the Bible right. says. Did you know the Bible says this? And, and just kind of let it sit out there. And, and because what you're doing but what the Holy Spirit wants to do is to bring people to a point of decision. Mm-hmm. And right now, your friends only have one side of the story. And right. you're giving the, the true side of the story. And when you do that, they're going to have to make a decision. Will I be- it's just like in the Garden of Eden. Will I believe right. the truth or will I believe right. the lie? Wow. Right. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. God bless you and your you're family. Welcome. Thank and you. Thank you for serving. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. 303 We have next up is line number one, Esmo. Is that how you pronounce your name? Uh, yes, sir. Well, welcome to the program, Esmo. What can I do for you? Thank you very much, sir. Um, uh, I guess perhaps to start off, I would say um, that there's one thing I am truly grateful for. It's been a year. Back a year ago, January 6th, um, I prayed to God that I would be able to, I was colorblind and I would be able to see colors. And uh, on that exact day when I woke up, I uh, woke up to see new colors. I, I was completely odd and didn't even understand to begin with. And so Man. it's been an exact year from that time. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that God answered that prayer back when. Well, that is amazing. I'm, I'm, I rejoice with you. And um, okay. I guess one thing I'd say as well is that Pamela, the previous caller, um, has a bit to do with uh, what I'd have to say as well. Because, um, what you say, I, I'm an ex-diviner and a sorcerer from the oh, time man. past. I left it in October. Great. And so... Awesome. One thing, one thing I'd say is that I've struggled all my life with obsessive-compulsive disorder. And recently, okay. while I was at the, at the church or Calvary Aurora, I picked up the literature on the condition. Yes. And so uh, what, one thing that I have a problem with as well is that I, I have uh, many harsh thoughts, and I have a complete need to know everything, control everything, which is what brought me to sorcery and divination. And I, yeah, I doubt so much to the point to where I don't know what's real. In, in a sense, I don't know what I can trust. And, of course, I find it completely stupid by the fact that God answered a prayer that, you know, many people would cut off their arm to have or something, you know? Sure. So, well, let's talk about that for a second, because the first thing I would say is it definitely is not completely stupid, because you, your change, you know, the work that God's doing in you is a process. And as you're, as you're continuing to learn about Jesus— you're learning about his character and his nature and his love for you. And, you know, as you're reading the Bible and you're gaining insight on some of the things that you battle with, and uh, you're going to continue to grow. It's like a, it's like the, the predictable development of a child. You know, they start as a baby, but we wouldn't get mad at a baby for pooping in their diaper uh, because that's what babies do, and that that's how they are. They haven't learned yet how to control those muscles, and they they don't even know what they're doing yet. Like they have to learn. No. You, you you can control your muscles and you can use this thing known as a toilet in the restroom and and you know it's a particularly growth it, there's a there's a maturity level that happen in children and there's a maturity ha- level that happens in us and 
one of the things we need to learn is to be patient with ourselves because God is patient with us. And you're right, God demonstrated something powerful to you, and he's given that to you, I believe, specifically because of this OCD that you deal with. Because OCD, as you well know, is is has a lot to do, it's, it's kind of overlapping this whole issue of anxiety and worry. That's why you like to control things, um, because then the more you control, the less you have to worry about it. And it, it makes perfect sense. Um, it makes perfect sense, even though sometimes it gets a little bit out of control or maybe in your case, because I've seen a lot of different, a lot of different perspectives, you know, really mild OCD. And sometimes it's, it's a medical thing, you know, with physiologically, sometimes it's just a, an issue of the mind, but at any rate, the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you and remind you replacing OCD with the reality of God's control in your life. And he wants to replace that, that longing and desire for control that led you to, you know, sorcery to he wants to replace it with something something brand new and that's this power of faith the bible says that he's given to every man a measure of faith and now you're going to learn how to walk by faith and i'm going to learn cuz i'm still learning i've been a believer for 27 years um 25 years i've been married 27 years but i've been a believer for 25 years and i still have battles with faith today i still have anxiety that rises up. I don't have, I, I don't have what you could call OCD at all. Um, but I do have issues with anxiety and, you know, pride and, you know, controlling that situation or, you know, instead of trusting in the Lord. But as you, you're learning, there are times where God's given you victory and it's encouraging, isn't it? Every time God gives you victory, it's encouraging. Yeah. Um, says he, uh, one thing I would like to say over the line completely to anyone that sure. would listen is don't get anywhere near occultism. Stay away from it. It's Amen. not worth any of it. It's completely, you know, basically deceptive, and it leads into a desire for complete control over everything to the point where you destroy yourself. Amen. And so That's a good word. One thing I, <laughs> I want, I really believe everything that I go through in life is for the benefit of someone else, and I hold faith in that. And so with the cultism, as much as I feel cursed by it, and, you know, one problem I struggle with is my salvation, if I'm saved or not, in a way. And that's the thing about OCD you need to completely know. And so I, it's hard for me to hold faith I'm saved. But that um, I want to, of course, go against all those things and help people out of them, as well as, um, you know, help. I hope someday, perhaps when I'm past all this, to help someone with OCD. But as for the prayer, I would ask if you could please pray that this, this would be taken from me and that I could truly have faith because it isn't just a problem with faith in God. It's a problem with faith in everything, even my friends and family. Well, let's, before we pray, let me, let, me talk to the, let me talk to that last thing that you just said because I think there are people listening in that are dealing with the same thing, and that is not really knowing if I'm saved. Um, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, John is writing, John was a man that hung out with Jesus for three years. We call them disciples or apostles. Have you ever heard those words before? Yeah. So John was, a, was, a best, was one of the best friends of Jesus, and this is what he writes. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So salvation... You know, whether you're saved or not doesn't depend upon you. It depends upon God. And he set the, he set the standard for salvation. So let's go through that. 
First of all, he tells us, God tells us that we have sinned against him. Do you agree with God that you've sinned against him? Most definitely. I regret many things. Okay, number two, the Bible tells us, God says, I love you so much that I'm going to send my son, Jesus Christ, the eternal God, Jesus Christ the Son, to the earth, so that when he dies a perfect death, his death will forgive you of all of your sins. His blood that was shed for you, innocent blood that's shed for you and me, that he will forgive us of our sins uh, if we believe that God sent him and he died for us and rose again. Do you believe that? Without a doubt. So thirdly, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Have you done that? Yes, I take pride that I can. And so fourthly, the conclusion from what you said is, is that you are saved. You bear the Thank marks you. of someone that's saved. You sound like someone that's saved. To me, it sounds like you are living like someone who's saved because the big thing about salvation is repentance. And you have renounced your past. You've, you not only have renounced it, but you hate it. You don't want anything to do with your sinful past. And you've turned your life toward God who drew you to himself. And so when John writes, and I'd encourage you today uh, or this week to read the book of 1 John. It's in the back of the Bible. There's a 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. Read 1 John because the reason 1 John was written is that you might believe and that you might know. And that's an important thing, that you might know uh, that you are saved. Not, not that you have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. You can live with assurance. That's the word we use. You can live with assurance that what God says about your salvation and your soul is true even when you don't feel like it, you know, because sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you, you make a decision and, you know, you, um, you, you kind of regret it. You sin again and you wonder if you're saved. And, um, but the Bible says that God saves you no matter, no matter how you feel. Salvation belongs to him. He's the author and finisher of your salvation. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. It means a lot. You're welcome. And it helps a lot. Let me pray for you. God, I pray for Esmo as he is turning his life from a crazy, horrific past and and is submitting himself to you, that you alone are the author and finisher of salvation. You alone save. And it sounds to me like you have done a tremendous work in Esmo's life, and he's participating in the gospel and turning his life and living his life submitted to you. And, and the things that he brought with him from his past, the things that are a part of his, his humanity, you know, just the, the way he sees things, the OCD that he's grown up with, the way that he thinks, the way that he wants to control things, the, the way that you're teaching him how to, how to um, live by faith. As he's growing in your grace and knowledge, I pray that, he, that you protect him. And anyone listening in that's in a similar thing, like, You'd protect them from beating themselves up, from condemnation. The Bible says that there is no, therefore now, no condemnation to those that, that are in Christ. And so we want, that's what we want. We want to be found in you, Lord, the place of safety and the place of strength. And so we just pray that you would um, do a good work in my brother, encourage him as he 
as he uh, heads off to the rest of his evening uh, and build him up in in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, sir. God bless everyone who listens, and God bless you. You take care. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Hey, it is Wednesday, so we want to invite you to service today. We have Wednesday night service here at Calvary in Aurora, studying through the book of 1 Kings, worshiping together, praying together, fellowshipping together, studying the Bible together, just like Acts 2.42. So if you're in the Denver metro area, come on out. You can listen online as well. We broadcast our services live on Grace FM and live from our website at calvaryaurora.org. You can watch video live, or you can listen audio live on Grace FM. And our services start Mountain Standard Time, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. And the doors open around 6. And we'd love to have you come and be a part of uh, the work that God is doing uh, in your life and in mine. 303-690-3000. We've got someone waiting. Anne is on the line. Anne, welcome to the program. Hey, Ann, are you on the air? All right, maybe we missed Ann. So I'm going to answer her question. It says, should I participate in Sozo? Wondering about it. Is it scriptural? Okay, I have no idea what it is. So let's see. I've never heard of it before. So let's see. What is Sozo prayer? comes from the Greek save or deliver and is defined as a unique inner healing and deliverance ministry in which the main aim is to get to the root cause of those things hindering your personal connection with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It comes to us from the Bethel Church in Reading, and therefore I would say do not participate. Uh, I do appreciate the, some of the music, not all of the music, but some of the worship music that's coming out of Bethel, but not theologically some of the things coming out of Bethel Theologically, um, I would I, I would set aside, um, and the idea that um, there is some kind of special prayer, some you have to enter into something special in order for God to do a work of deliverance, God to do a work of healing. Um, the Bible teaches the opposite: that anybody can come to Jesus at any time and will no wise be cast out. Um, there's no need for a mediator. Uh, it says Sozo prayer requires the presence of a mediator or a guide who's trained to walk participants through a time of prayer and reflection. That that's exactly what the Bible teaches uh, against. That there is no long there is no mediator needed between God and man except through Jesus Christ. You don't need a man. You don't need a woman. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a counselor. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a priest in order to come into the presence of the Lord. So those are some of the things that I would be careful about, and I personally would encourage you not to participate, that you have some things going on in your life right now that you can come to the Father yourself. You can come alongside and uh, pray directly to the Father and share your heart with him like a daughter to his daddy. And even if you have a bad, even if you've had a bad example of a dad on in the human realm, um, God provides to you the perfect example of coming to your daddy and trusting him with your life. So the answer is no, I would not participate. All right, let's move on to line number two is our friend Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hi, 
I just have a quick word of encouragement, I guess. Maybe it's a word of exhortation, but there is someone listening out there that that has, that really wants the moving of the Holy Spirit in their life, but I don't know who you are, but by your attitude, you are not letting the Lord actually move in you. Your actions aren't really following your words, so I would suggest really thinking about that prayer if you are praying that end and actually be more open to the spirit because I know we all want something new and it's not uh, not something we always want but when we're asking for something new from the Lord we have to really be seeking it so I don't know who you are but if you're listening to me you really need to think about your prayers and have a sincere heart before you actually pray because as of right now the rhythm of how your life is going right now is not going to change if you just keep having that same attitude toward change. Wow. That's good. Thank you for sharing it. All right. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Uh, okay, Bianca. Bye-bye. Wow, that's a strong word. So if that was a word for you, you can just take time right now to to pray that the Lord would make it even come uh, alive, uh, come really in particular, unless it was very specific and the Lord just already used it through Bianca. But, you know, if, if that ministered to you in any way, um, take some time and pause and give the opportunity to the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart and um, begin to minister to you and begin to draw you away from what's been difficult and what's been holding you back. It's his heart, so it's his desire. Great word. I'm so glad that you called. Well, we're at the end of today's program. I'm so glad that you joined us and are a part of this. The program's really nothing without you. So make sure you put the numbers uh, in your put the numbers uh, in your in your phone in your your contacts uh, if you want to call in because we'll, we're on every day at this time uh, and we're it's an hour with a little bit of a break in the middle and the number to be to join us on the air is 303-690-3000. And the number to text is 720-336-0897. I'm going to give Sean the last 30 seconds to say something about diviners. Sean, you got about 30 seconds to 60 seconds. Go. Thank you, Ed. And listen, uh, I wanted to say hello to the family of God and to all the people. And I wanted to let everybody know that those are terrible things to be involved with. Uh, in my past experience with those things, those are terrible, terrible things to support. Uh, and I wanted to let everybody know they're all true and to hold on to your families. And Amen. Yep. Thank you, man. Yes. God, God bless you, my brother. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I agree with the brother from practical experience. Stay away from that kind of stuff. Stay away from it. You know, don't go to the horoscopes. Horoscopes don't know anything. Go to the Lord. He knows everything. 
so powerful. Don't go to the horoscopes that the, and the psychics. They don't know anything. But go to God who knows everything. And of course, you know, when you go to God, you've got to go in on his terms, not on your terms. And that's one of the reasons why people stay away from the things of God, because they'd want to continue to live life on their terms. Um, we just, we, we, we need to know that the Lord says to come to him. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, God says, and I'll give you wisdom if you ask me. Come to me and we'll reason together. Uh, ask of me and I'll answer you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 33, 3 is a great passage of Scripture. Um, not only the f- being forbidden to go to uh, diviners, but listen to this. Call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know, God says in Jeremiah 33, 3. So um, walk in the Spirit and don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That the Lord would do a great work in you, that he would continue to bless and encourage you, build you up in the in the faith, build you up in what he's doing in your life. So come on out for Bible study here at Calvary in Aurora if you're in the metro area. We start at 7, and in the doors open around 6. Love the privilege of serving you. God bless you guys. Have a great evening in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.